0: No, I totally get you. I have a very different approach. As long as I know the parents and the child is indeed, you know, my child's friend, then I'm cool. Mm. I've had kids sleeping over, different races, black, white, you name it. I've had it all. Park Station—that's what you can call my house. <laughs> but you know, you get those, those, those homes, and especially in gated communities, where the kids always go into that one house. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You so I've got, it? I've got a friend like that. Um, he, we, we he likes an open door policy. So he lives in a gated or in a complex, and he's got two sons. And for some reason or another, everybody, all the kids in that complex, always congregate at their house. I mean, it's like you said, Park Station. He says he comes out sometimes and he wants to go into his kitchen. And all of a sudden, a kid walks out of the pantry cupboard because there's always somebody at the house. And he just doesn't know where they all come from. But he's a fun kind of guy. And they're very happy families. Mm. They're always entertaining, having parties yeah. there. And the kids in the complex all feel like the party's always there at their exactly. place. Exactly. So I guess he loves it, open-door public. And he loves a, a very busy house. Um, and you don't mind. But if you're not that kind of person, how do you feel about that? You mean exactly. Your your kid is always inviting other kids to your house, <laughs> eating your food and drinking your drinks out of Park your fridge. Station. No, That's what man. it is.
0: That's what it gets is. It gets expensive. I don't mind. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> many views on that one, and we appreciate your thoughts. All right, it is time for personal mastery. Dr. and he joins us now on the line. And uh, every week, we go through this journey of personal mastery, trying to just really makes sense of our lives and finding ways to manage everything that we are dealing with, faced with, and that we are grappling with as well. Doc, good morning. Thank you for your time.
2: Yeah, uh, good morning, Mo and family. Are you guys okay?
0: We're great. How was the weekend?
2: Absolutely delicious. Oh,
0: <laughs> what, Love did <laughs> what did you eat? What did you eat?
2: I ate nature in the Northern Cape, I have to say. Uh, anyway, let's stop
0: there. <laughs> no, you know, apparently, nature tastes good, so, you know. <laughs> it is
2: clean, it doesn't have detail, it doesn't back it is beautiful in the Northern Cape. But
0: I'll, anyway, I love that. Um, I know yeah. detail like your in laws, right? Uh, which is what Absolutely. many of us experience. I mean, today we're looking at how to handle in laws that are giving you a difficult time, that are being very vicious and nasty to you, bullying, etc after your partner has, 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 yes. has passed away. And we've seen yeah. this play out so many times, Doc. It's it's incredible the stories. I mean this is a this is an issue that is so many years old and yet it still happens. why does something change when somebody no. dies?
2: Um besides the fact that grief manifests differently in anyone. Mm. Um, we all grieve differently. But there are certain fundamental things that goes with the abuse that follows when you lose a loved one, right? Mm. And for a lot of in-laws, you find that already there was toxicity and we could say that they were narcissistic, they were selfish, they, were, it was not, they didn't want you. But mm. th- th- that toxicity comes to the fore, especially when they've just now lost a loved one and you are there. And I actually, um, having spoken to a number of people over the years, you find that for some people the in laws become toxic, your mother in law, your sisters in laws, or your aunties because they actually feel like your presence in their loved ones' life cut short their opportunity for them to read, to read the rewards of their sacrifice, whatever their sacrifice is. And it could be already they changed your loved ones, maybe, when your loved one was growing up, mm. or they used to babysit, or they gave pocket money, or just by association of having a name, they feel like there's some sacrifice, there's some investment that they have put in that they were supposed to get a return on, but now you came into the family and interfered with the opportunity. So now that their loved one is passed on, it's now an opportunity for them to get it back. But there's also the issue of sometimes when you are marrying more, when Mo is with you, he's not No longer being the generous, that Moreki, that that black tax pay all of this, uh, all the vile and target, but we are also aware that. For a lot of people, when they feel that the success of their loved one is an extension of themselves, their status, everything else that you've achieved is an extension of them. When that person is gone, they feel robbed. They feel that they need to blame somebody, and you, the remaining widow widower, you become the target all of that because of you are the one now who's now the one who's actually living and is going to benefit and enjoy all the things that comes with this person having left, and so they they want to take back their right on righting the wrong in being mm. a priority in that person's life while
0: they're no longer here. Mm-hmm. A lot of it makes sense when you look at it um, and analyze it from that point of view. But in the heat of the moment, yeah. Doc, we all know something, uh, so that, that things happen and that the relationships are sometimes strained. Should we be working towards maintaining these relationships? Let's say things go south and you are being bullied and and you're being blamed for you know your, the person's death.
1: Is With the regard- obligation
0: here... Yeah, sorry, Doc. Is the obligation on your part to then make sure that you work towards fixing it? Or should you just say, you know what, I'm cutting myself out and that's the end of it?
2: As an African person, I'm aware that you can't just cut people off from their ancestry. So if you have children, so if you have children, you can't just cut them off from their ancestry. So there's that component about it that you actually have to try and maintain some closer relationship with your in laws, mm-hmm. especially if it is the paternal side of the family. Because your children will always want to know in the on one where they come from, their mm-hmm. origin. And then if you've trained it, you're gonna find that as the kids grow up, they're gonna apply to you and want to write the wrong that you created and that's not necessarily uh you know, it might not necessarily be your fault, but as a parent you'll be blamed for not having maintained that connection. Mm. Secondly, mm. as an African person, I'm aware of what is it's called Mahome. And I don't have any other way of saying it except there are some traditional rites of passages that have to go with you once you, your spouse has, has passed away. And for you to just be rebellious and want to cut ties from the beginning, they say that you might be creating bad luck for you in terms of going forward. And this, by the way, even if you're a God-fearing uh, and a God-loving person, you'll, be fi- you'll find that somebody saying, I'm having bad luck in conceiving or going on with my life or getting all the opportunities. Is in front of me, opening up. So the the need to remain some kind kind of respectfulness and and just to uh, respect the adults and be cordial becomes necessary. However, right. you are an adult. Recognize when all of that is actually bordering on abuse. And, and behavior that is actually coercive towards you. And then look within your family who you can speak to that can be an ally. It might be your side of the family. It might even be the in-law side of the family. Mm. But because we don't want you to get mahu or you don't want to have your mm. children disconnected from their, from their ancestry, mm. doesn't mean you should just open yourself up to all of that abuse.
0: Yeah, because that, that ally thing is actually very interesting because where yeah. do your allies lie, Doc? I mean, that's always the thing, right? Some say it's the ones you know. It's the ones in your family. That, that stab you in the back, etc. Uh, but in this I case, you. You, you know, in, in the case of in-laws, finding an ally within that family, knowing that you already have relationships, is, is that wise or is it going to cause more problems? Mm-hmm.
2: It's likely too, but then the point is, suffering in silence is also worse because now mm. you are the ones also contributing to your own betrayal. Yeah. But one one of the things you would know is that if you're trying to establish relations within uh, your in-laws uh, family, you are going to know certain people who have integrity, certain people who've got your back, certain people who advocate for you. You're also going to know some people who actually they're not worth the word that they that, that, that they're saying. Mm. And so you begin to recognize who actually is your ally because you can't just go around calling people allies just because now you are in a desperate and vulnerable place. Mm. During a funeral. So you cultivate those relations over time. So it becomes important that when you are married with people, you don't just rely on your partner for them to facilitate the relations, but your partner is important in terms of facilitating those relations. But sometimes our partners fall so short in being able to look at those kinds of things. And then you have to look at, are your sisters there? Are the nephews and, ne- and cousins and all of those things there? But they can turn against you. Like I said, people have a own sense of are important associated with their loved one, And if they feel that the status and the success that you are enjoying, they were they were supposed to be entitled to it and you have interrupted it, they might just turn on you at the 11th hour. Mm. That's how human beings might be. And then perhaps in your own family, when you've cultivated those allies, you can actually go and speak to them and get their, emotion, their emotional support from them. And sometimes it's friends. It's, it's even people in the church who can be able to be there. But also those can also turn against you. But the point is doing nothing and then dying in silence that is worse than somebody trying to harm you because then you are, by not trying out, nobody's actually given an opportunity to rescue you or to help you in any way.
0: Right. right. Mm. Today on Personal Mastery, we have Dr. Tseppi Matengi. Denji. We're talking bullying from your in-laws after your partner's passing. Your partner is no more, regardless of how long you've been married for. And now all of a sudden things change and the family starts to treat you like trash. They turn on you. They want to kick you out. They think you want your fingers all over your partner's estate and you want to cut them out of whatever it is that they thought they were entitled to, all of those things. Um, if you have any comments or experiences, oh eight nine We've got Zanelle on the line, doc. Zanelle would like to make a comment. Zanelle, good morning.
3: Morning, how are you, Mark? Very
0: well, and you, Zanelle? I'm good. Good. What do you want to say and uh, what sort of um, uh, experiences do you want to share with us?
3: Hmm. Um... He was sick. He was in hospital for about three weeks. And before then, our my relationship with my in-laws was very good, I must say. Everyone was commenting and complimenting me on how good we have a relationship with my in-laws. Mm. Then the inevitable happened. After my husband passed away, things changed. And what the doctor was saying, was saying now, I think that, precisely they. I don't know whether they think, okay, first they think, I've got a hand, I killed my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the black families is always like that. When the husband dies, it's the wife who killed the husband. Mm. Um, but now, uh, after the funeral, none of them came to my house. I did the 10 days thingy, no in-laws came. Just over the weekend, I was doing a cleansing for the kids because it's after three months. None of the in-laws showed up, mm-hmm. and when I spoke to them over the phone, they were all well and responded well. They said, "No, we'll be there," and whatnot and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But they are not saying anything. So, with the actions that they are doing, it tells me that they mm-hmm. have a serious problem. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I mean. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a, a dilemma. Actually, I'm not sure whether I should try and reach out because I've I've been doing.
0: Yeah, I think we lost Zanela there, but we get the, 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 the gist of the story. Um, thank yeah. you so much for that call, Zanela, and, and uh, condolences. So sorry yeah. for your loss, uh, the loss of your husband as well. That is hell on earth, I can imagine. Hmm. Yeah. Doc, your response to that?
2: um suddenly what he's saying is spot on and and that's the thing about the fact that before the, the the before the funeral they had an amazing relationship and suddenly by the death of the loved one suddenly they've turned on you and that's the reality of what happens and what is also said is that even if they had showed up you might find through the grave that they think you stole as she said that she's killed the husband or that there's so much money that is actually to get that money, whatever it is mm. but Here's the thing you know that you, you've done the best that you can, and people have the right to like who they are like and to vote with their feet. If they are adults, you cannot force them, it is okay. One of the things that I would like to highlight is that your own grief high chance of sensitivities. And it makes it difficult for you to also have that ability to scream, to be able to have a buffer for yourself that you don't internalize everything. So sometimes when people don't want you, it's a pro, it's a form of protecting you. You know, you're not being exposed to the drama that might come with it. And then do the work on yourself instead of fixating on why aren't they coming? Why didn't they become a part of it? Because that's actually not even helping you. You might even start looking at yourself and finding the things that you think you could have done better to do something right. But you are seeing that no matter what you've done before the relationship was okay it suddenly turned it's no longer about you it is okay unfortunately your grief is now going to be amplified by the fact that you are being rejected and abandoned by your spouse's uh, family but that's part of what is happening with you that's the loss you will be okay just do the work that you need to do and if you're struggling speak to somebody speak to your healthcare professional so they can take you through it
0: mm. Oh, there's so many people who are going through the utmost difficulty now. Doc, as we wrap our conversation, what is your word to that person?
2: Please verbalize your own needs. Yes, you're going through it, dying in silence, being told that you must just pray and keep
0: Dr. Matenchi, we appreciate you so much. And I hope today's conversation was helpful. And thank you to Zanele as well. Strength to her in this difficult moment. And many other people who are exactly in that position. So thank you, yes. Doc. And all the best for the week. Thank
2: you. Have a good week, guys. Bye-bye.
0: Dr. Tsepiso Soma joins us every Monday for Personal Mastery as uh, we navigate this thing called life, uh, adulting it's, it's on steroids. It's
1: an eye-opener every Monday morning yeah. for me. I yeah. mean,
0: I don't realize
1: how some people suffer out there and these things do happen in life. Mm. Um, yeah, good luck to everybody. And wow. <laughs> I'm speechless most of them,
0: <laughs> most Mondays. Well, I mean, that's the thing. And people's experiences, when you listen to yeah. what people go through, I mean, there's something in that value. There's a lot of value, and it's not in the sort of uh, cynical ways. Just mm. to, to, to get perspective and to also compare and, and, and do all of these things and learn as well. So I completely get where you're coming from, Oza. Mm, mm. All right. Today's Monday. Anything special happening in our lives besides Uh, getting through the day? (laughs) Yeah. Another day,
1: another week, another dollar. Uh, Yeah, Let's hope it is the case. I'm off to work again.
0: uh, TV side. What are you up to? Well, um, I I don't know, actually. I don't have a plan today. I need to uh, figure out my life. Um, But I know I've got a couple (laughs) of things to do straight after the show. um, Personal matters to deal with. um, But otherwise, yeah. I'm not living the fabulous life like you you are. Oh,
1: no. I'm enjoying the Paralympic Games. Good luck to Team South Africa. Let's bring back
0: more medals. Indeed. The bridge is coming up next. So from us, it's a good morning. A good day and good vibes.